Hey guys, welcome to our midweek, what are we calling this? The Addendum Podcast. Podcast follow-up. So we hope we have, you... <laughs> we, we have a really good sense of a, a catchy title by Addendum Midweek Podcast. That's so. right. You can send us your recommendations <laughs> if we ever do this again in the future. So we hope you've been enjoying this conversation and uh, actually uh, maybe you're not enjoying it. Maybe it's been challenging as you realize maybe how the level of um, control that some of our devices might have over us and the amount of time we spend on them and stuff. But uh, hopefully at least it's been challenging to you and opening up your eyes a little bit and making you ask some good questions when it comes to you and your family. And so we're going to try to keep this uh, podcast this week just a little bit shorter, hopefully like way shorter. shorter. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> we went kind of long last time. And so we won't really talk about uh, the effects of tech on our lives like we did last week. We're just going to try to give you some practical tools. And I'm here with John Cox, who's our operations pastor at Life Community. And uh, yeah, so let's just get going. Let's talk about some stuff. So I, uh, as I researched for the message last week, one of the things I found interesting was um, the amount of time we actually spend on our smartphones, which really doesn't surprise me. Right. Um, but it's kind of shocking when you see it on paper, right? 20 hours a week, 45, which equals 45 solid days per year. Right. And most of that is mindless or much of that is mindless scrolling. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, the first step is just to kind of be aware of, um, of what you're actually doing. I, I know the first time that I turned it on, like I had my idea of how much time I spent on my phone. You're talking about screen time. Yeah, right? screen yeah. time. Yeah, I have an iPhone and then I just started watching it and then it was crazy to me. But just just actually the fact of of monitoring it and having, like I have a thing where it, it, like, it pops up how you did this week, like are you down or up and that kind of stuff. And it, j just becoming aware of how much you're actually using it. And, and like, I don't know. Because, like, I, I think the my main habit is just when I'm bored for a half second. Like, it is my baby bottle. I like it to soothe me. Yeah. I like it to make me feel warm. But yeah. I saw those numbers about reaching for your phone like 50-some or 70-some times a day. And I'm actually like, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Like, that didn't seem the least bit shocking to me. I don't know about you. Yeah, no. So, um, so one of the tools that you can kind of use to get a handle on how much screen time you're actually using, which I think is really helpful, especially if you're going to talk to your kids about how much they're on screens. It probably is helpful to know how much you're on your phone, right? And Because uh, I think a lot of times we can kind of be a little hypocritical uh, when it comes to that. And some of these tools, uh, one of them is screen time. And then Android uh, has a similar function built into Android phones too, but screen time is on iOS. Tell us a little bit more about these tools and yeah, I mean, does. like, like they're they're not they're kind of buried in your settings, but I mean, if you just do a search for screen time on your phone, if you bring up a little search window, it, it'll pull it up, and you can set that up um, on iOS. It'll go between. You know, like now everyone has kind of an iCloud ID, so it'll track you on your computer, on your iPad, like everywhere you're signed in. So it, it can do a good job of keeping you accountable. 
Um, like Windows has it built in, pretty much every platform has it built in. Maybe if your phone is like five or six years old, it doesn't, but they've been trying to make it more and more of a thing. So yeah, I think it's just, and, and like as a parent, you can set boundaries. So like if you want your, your kid to only have, you know, three hours of screen time a day or whatever, you can set that. And then when it goes off, their time is done. And, you know, sometimes that can start you know, like it can stop a fight every single day of like, put your tablet down. No, you know, like, it's like, okay, you pre-decide these hours and then it's just kind of done, you know? So, yeah. And so that's a great way to just uh, set up a few tools to keep an eye on it. It'll also tell you what apps you're spending the most time on. Right. right. So you can see like, man, I'm, I'm spending so much time on whatever. Facebook or Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. Or reading the news or whatever it is for you. Yeah. So those are some tools. Now, the other tools that I think we really want to talk about today are tools that will help um, you and your family navigate the web safely. We all know there's a lot of dark stuff. There's a lot of stuff on the web right. that you don't want to have your kids get a hold of, certainly, um, but even that you want to protect yourself from, obviously. Right. And, um, and so some of those things are things like uh, built-in parental controls on devices, right? Yeah. And that is probably something that I, I just noticed in is you kind of get it home, especially if you're not very technical, you get it set up, you get it working. And usually to get it set up and get it working, you kind of have to make an admin account or like a parent account, if you want to think about it like that. So you usually have to sign in to, you know, get because a lot of things you have to hook a credit card up to, you have to do all these things. So the tendency is like you get it working and everyone's excited and wants to play the game or whatever. But really, uh, what it, what you should do, and it might be a retroactive, and it's going to kind of be a pain. But you should take the time and actually set up like, um, I mean, everybody kind of has them now. Uh, just set up like your children's account, so they're different accounts than yours. So they have different passwords than yours, so that you can put. Um, I mean, the manufacturers have pretty much made it, and this goes for Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo and, and pretty much everything out there, is they, they have really set parents up to win now. You just have to do the hard part of setting it all up, and that can be hard. And, you know, most people know of at least one person who can help them with more technical stuff. But really what that does is it just puts boundaries in place. You can you can set a rule that your kids will actually follow because, like, the device will come on, and without you putting in the password, it just kind of goes into brick mode, you know? So, so you can you can get around it as a parent if you know like oh Johnny used up his two hours but he did really good you know then you, yeah. you can make it all happen. But really, what it does is it makes the de the default behavior be what you agreed upon beforehand. Yeah, I know. I, my kids are a little bit younger, but I know in their uh, they've got these cheap you know thirty five dollar Amazon uh, tablets that we give them every now and again. Probably a little more than they should, but we're gonna monitor that more. Um, but what we found is uh, we actually have them locked down so that you can't even turn it off of airplane mode or connect to the Wi-Fi unless we enter a password, right? Yeah. And the password needs to be something, you know, not just super simple for them to figure out. Like mom, they'll probably figure it out, right? But right. your Netflix four-digit code, they probably know. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. Um, they're, they're smart. They're fast. They see it when you enter it in. And so um, they probably know that. But that's an important thing just to set up those safeguards right. and it is a pain and like for me i know because the games expire and you got to log into the internet right. and so for us it's like every couple of months they're like yeah this won't work and so i gotta take my time and log in but it's so it's so worth it 
to set up those safeguards when you think about protecting your kids from um, not just the you know the dark stuff on the internet, but from also those that might prey on them, which mm-hmm. we know is a thing. Yeah, um, as well. And, and the, the, I mean, and there's there's a couple things to consider. Is like I, I think what most people don't think about is really uh, you'll have your internet connection and injunction. It's pretty much either cable or DSL. There's a few other options, but that hits you know ninety five percent of people. Um, and then like, so you have your modem and that comes into your house and then you have your router. So your router really becomes the brain of your network. And I don't think a lot of people realize how important that is. And like, if you get a good one of those, it can really like, when you, when you do the proper setup from there, it keeps all the devices underneath that really safe. So, um, and people, like everybody who I talk to is like, oh, I'm not very fancy. I don't have very much stuff. And then when you start talking to them, how many screens you have, you know, like, like everyone is fancy now. Everyone. Yeah. No, you start thinking about how many devices you actually have that are exactly. connecting to the internet, whether or not even it's a screen. But, you know, if you've got, what's the, hey, Google, the one you talk to, I mean, all kinds of things, right? Yeah, there's, oh, you just activated Oops, it. Oops, I just activated <laughs> it in John's office. <laughs> um, but anyway, like you, you have, um, you have all these different devices that, that do connect to the internet and, and that can, that get an internet connection. So basically the point is, is the, the more upstream that you swim, everything that connects to the internet at your home now has a layer of protection. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of kids, you know, they don't have phones yet and stuff. So, so really doing your work at your router level will take care of a lot of things underneath that. It doesn't mean you shouldn't set it up. That's not what I'm saying at mm-hmm. all. But, like, it, it is a good first line of defense, and it's, it's a really important kind of wall to think about. So what router do you recommend? Because I know um, there's other devices like uh, Disney Circle or some of these things that work right. kind of similar um, they're just probably not quite as robust, and then some of them have um, monthly subscriptions tied to right. stuff. But they're they're good devices too that you can use. So like th- there are some services and stuff that you can pay for, and, and in general that they are kind of they're they're user friendly. But a lot of the time, what I've noticed with people who've, who've subscribed to stuff like that is the tech is not usually very, it's usually very user friendly. It's just not very robust tech. So um, the one that I've found that just um, can scale a bunch, uh, so like it has a good, uh, just a regular four port router, it can do like 3G, 4G backup. And it also has the ability to add mesh units. So if you have a large house or like a shop that you want to get uh, Wi-Fi to, it can kind of do the best of both worlds. You can set up profiles. Um, one of the things that so I... So like user accounts for each family member in your house. Right. And then add their individual devices. Devices. If you're connected, you can automatically go on and see them and then add them to their profile. Yeah. So what makes that what makes that nice is let's say you have, you know, like a couple kids, one of them gets in trouble and you, you, part of their punishment is you can turn them off the internet. Like with a instead of going in and taking all their devices and stuff, you can just make it not connect to the internet anymore. Mm-hmm. So or if you told them, hey, phone, phones don't work after ten, you know, even if they sneak out and get their phone in the like their phone won't connect to the internet or whatever or their yeah. tablet. So um, 
One of those, yeah. So I, I recommend the Synology router and they have they have a couple ones, they have a mesh one. Um, you can get them on Amazon. The retail price is about 200 bucks. I, I, I have bought over the course of the last few years probably five or six of them. We have a couple of them here actually that does the Wi-Fi at church. I use one at home um, and we have a couple mesh spots and stuff so it really can do a lot of devices. It's kind of expensive for a router but not when you consider what you're getting and the fact that you don't have to pay ongoing monthly fees. Right? Ongoing monthly fees. I mean it kind of does a little bit of everything but th there are some other good ones out there. Um, I just like the ability because I know it does some of the more advanced tech stuff. You don't have to do the monthly fee and it has it's updated all the time. It has great parental controls and, and like it's really granular how much you can turn stuff on. So like I, I can say like I can set up a profile for you and then it knows all your devices and, and let's say you want to only spend four hours online. It'll it knows all your devices and once you hit four hours on all those devices it'll shut you off. So it can do both content and time or so you a combination can set up of both. like safe searches and, and things mm -hmm. on there that's global so that anything coming through your home uh, network yeah. is subject to safe search. Right? So yeah, so like it, it can do it can make sure that Google defaults to safe search. Um, it can it can just filter out stuff like adult websites, sports websites, social media. I mean, it, it kind of has all these categories. And then if you find out one that it's not blocking, you can go to and type in the site, right? Mm -hmm. Or or you can even you can even do the opposite of it to where like you can let your kid get on this site so you can whitelist it and they can just get on this one site. Does that make sense? So if you only want your kid on Wikipedia for homework plus a, six or eight other sites that you deem safe. Yeah. YouTube exactly. Kids, let's say, right? Uh -huh. You want them on YouTube Kids, but not on full YouTube. Yep. You could set that up for their devices too. Right. And you can, and they even have just some blanket things. So if you don't want to be super granular about it, they do have the quick child. They have the teen. They have the gotcha. tween. They have kind of like they have all the different um, levels. Of so there's all kinds of robust ability, and yet there's some pretty user friendly. Yeah. Things built in. They kind of. It's kind of. I like it just because if you want to dork out and get really technical, it has that ability. Or it can just be, oh, I have a kid, I'll set up as a kid profile and go from there. And mm -hmm. you can edit it all as you go. So anyway. I'll remind you of this at the end, but if you want more info, that was a Synology router. And um, if you want some, if you have some questions, uh, maybe we can find some YouTube videos or something on setting this up and emailing it to you. So if you have questions, email john at lifegj.org. That's john, J-O-N, no H at lifegj.org and you can just say hey uh you know help me out if you have a question or something and hey what do you know when does your church provide tech support i'm telling yeah. you that's right. that's crazy huh um, so we'll help you another thing is is sometimes they, like obviously the older kids get sometimes you know like we figured out or you said in your message like kids are getting cell phones at 11 and 12 on average yeah. so when they are connected, you do have to think about when they're connected to the cell towers, they're going to lose yeah. the router protection. So yeah. there are, and again, there are ways, like if they have an iPhone, you can set it up as a kid platform. 
it can it, you can actually turn off their like cellular data you can do that at the so so a lot of times is you want to make make sure that you're thinking through all the different use case scenarios with the phone or also just turn off their wi-fi at your house if it's not letting them get to the site or whatever they're trying to yeah. get to and they'll use the cell connection so you, you have to think about it kind of in a multi-factor kind so of so with the router you can actually kind of monitor and see where your kids are going and there's actually a feature where if they attempt to uh, get to a site you don't want them to be to it shows on. you how many times they try to yeah do it shows you how many times which is good because what that does is it's not just the point isn't spying on your kids the point is it gives you an opportunity to have a heart level conversation with them yep. and really talk about hey buddy i yeah. saw what you're trying to do yeah and so that's a valuable tool to have as a parent is the ability to do that and um the other thing then on the cellular cellular data is you can't really uh, with with what's built into web browsers and stuff as far as incognito and whatever it's really pretty much impossible to track mm -hmm. that so so yeah so there are apps like uh i think one came with your home point packet called covenant eyes there are there's a variety of different apps and, and there are some that um that you can kind of control like more or less put put stuff in place that so that's a that would be a filter, which mm -hmm. is an important thing, um, especially if younger kids or teenagers have phones, and for whatever reason you know you haven't locked it down, so they still have access to internet or something on that phone mm -hmm. um, or at the cellular data. And the other thing is, honestly, I mean they they could be at a friend's house or at the library right. on a Wi-Fi connection, and so yeah, literally you know just about anywhere you go, they're going to be able to find Wi-Fi too, and so. Having a filter on the device, the phone, on the and, device. and making sure that they are not an admin account, and that, yeah. that's why it's so important to set them up as as a kid. Because yeah. as soon as they're an admin, it really doesn't matter what you've done. So you can't have your teenage kid help you set this up. I know that would be helpful, and right. they'll, they'll be able to do it easier than you. But trust me, right? You can't do that, right? Yeah, the, the problem with that is that they can just, they can yeah. literally, like, is they're as faithful as you are around, yeah. and as soon as they don't want it, or, like, you can, some of the problem is, like, you can lock down Safari, but then they can go download another browser and hide it, and there, there are apps that make it look like, you know, it makes it look like it's a calculator or a calendar or, you know, just something that you'd never think of. But really the whole point of it is to fool the mom dad eye test. So like kids actually do that? No. Not not any kids that I know. They're that, all that's a good point because um it's it's not a wise assumption to think, oh my kid's not doing any of this, right? Yeah, right. You've worked with a lot of families over the years. Yeah, I, I, I would say the I think, and for good reason, I think the parents, because like you, you both kind of want to believe the lie that the kid is is saying, is like, um, you know, like you generally think that your kid would never. The only problem is that like it is such a it is such a draw, it is such a thing that the default is your kids are getting exposed to this stuff. How are you going to talk to about it? But like I, the more I've been around youth ministry and stuff is the more I realize it's like, like they have and they know the right things to say. And then there's usually the other side of the story, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and my encouragement is just to, is to make it, 
Because I, I don't think most kids most kids don't really want to get involved in that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when, when they find themselves, and especially without boundaries and stuff, mm-hmm. like I think it's just natural to wander into yeah. those places. So like yeah. I think part of helping them win as a parent and as you know like a um, I don't know a, as a mentor and stuff is just mm-hmm. to make sure that those things are in place so that it's hard for them. It makes it really hard. It doesn't change that they can't. But No, and that's a good point even for maybe some that are um, grown-ups because we know statistically a lot of men predominantly um, mm-hmm. deal with that as well. And that's why one of the better things you can do is uh, to set up, make decisions when right. you're at your best, right? Right. And, and so make it harder. Yeah. If you, if you struggle, make it harder, yeah. not easier for you to do the things that you don't want to be doing right mm-hmm. and so uh you know uh so creating like, a password and locking it in your uh you know locking down all devices or safe search on all things mm-hmm. or doing this for all your devices in your home and then keeping that password so you can still get to it but keeping that in a right. safe just creating a level of of this is a little bit difficult yeah to get back into this is actually can be a, a good thing for and, you. And yeah, you can you can turn on a, a, like there, and you can do it for different levels. So like you know, it may not be as strict for the adults in the family, but it'll be more strict for your younger kids. Mm-hmm. But then it can also just you know like adult traffic. It just kind of like you just get a oops, you don't want to go at this site, and then like it's like having that little redirect can mm-hmm. sometimes be because like. I don't know, sometimes, like, you wouldn't think, like, certain terms, like, you can just be like, whoa, wasn't expecting them to see that, you know, like, on the full-fledged internet. So, a lot of times, it, it, it is just really useful. Yeah, yeah. And um, one one other thing, I think, uh, burner phones. Oh, yeah. What, what are burner <laughs> so, phones? Because this is something you probably never heard of, but yeah, apparently so, is a thing that kids are doing these so, days. So, yeah, and, and I don't think... So, sorry, kids, if you hate me, but um, this has come up. Uh, so, like, there are the devices, but then, like, uh, I had a conversation with some kids a couple years ago, and basically, there are there's a whole black market for old cell phones and, like, the little track phones that you can get for a few dollars. But basically, um, like, they'll have their pristine phone, and then they'll have a phone in the locker, a phone under their car that they can do, they can have all their other stuff on. Because if they know you're monitoring it, obviously, like, so... Social media in particular. Social media, um, j- just, you know, just being able to call or they'll know, like, they'll know uh, the one, <laughs> the one, the smartest kid that I let, he knew that his parents were tracking him through like the iCloud location, like find my friends. So he would leave his phone where he said he was gonna be. And then he had his other phone where he was actually at. So like, uh, like his dad was actually gonna surprise him to not find him where he said he was gonna be because he, he would leave his phone there. And he had this whole elaborate thing. So anyway, um, the, there are things just to be careful of and, and, and realize that, especially that your, your kid might be telling you a very curated uh, <laughs> truth to what you want to hear. When it comes to, so their, their primary Facebook profile looks squeaky clean, but then there's a bunch of stuff on right. Snapchat or some of these other TikTok is Tick, the, yeah. one of the ones that's real popular right yeah, now. Or, or probably or just one. on another, another account on another phone that that uh, doesn't exist. And so the way really there's not a, 
there's not much you can do to safeguard other than the fact that it, that gets pretty expensive yeah. pretty quick. And so when you let, limit the amount of data... On, on, or, or like the nice thing is like they'll know your Wi-Fi password or whatever. But now if you have a more advanced router, it's like if they bring their boner, burner phone home, you can see it on your network. And then like you, you can set it up so that like you have to allow devices onto your Internet. Mm -hmm. So like you can like depending on I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend that because that can be really a, kind of a pain. But, like, if your kids are really struggling, like, you, you can make it that thing so, like, no one can get on unless you say, oh, yeah, that device is okay. Or or you can, even if you didn't have that turned on, you can go back and look and see what devices have been using a lot of data. And if you notice, like, a phone using a bunch of data at 2 in the night, then you can be like, well, you know, <laughs> do we need to talk about something? Because yeah. I don't recognize this phone and it was using a lot of data last night. And I don't think you were probably doing anything that great. Yeah. Yeah. So... Again, a lot of these things, and the big moral is it all comes back to a heart issue. Yep. And so that's what the gospel is about, is right. the fact that we are all sinful people um, in the grace of Jesus yeah. meets us where we are. Uh, but having blinders on about maybe some of the things you're your kids have had access to is or exposed to or yeah. or at what age yeah and then and then it's just like you said is you can you can set up boundaries at yeah. your house but your kid's inevitably going to be around yeah. another kid who doesn't have a filter on his phone yeah. they're going to run into stuff so i think it's really wise and probably uncomfortable to have conversations but in general i think it's probably much earlier mm -hmm. than you would imagine and it probably needs to go um it probably has to go a little bit further than you'd like it to. Yeah, and, and kind of the moral of the story with that is that um, because it's a heart issue, um, you know, you want to have that heart connection with your kid, and that's such an important thing is maintaining and developing that heart connection so that your kids uh, know that they have a safe place uh, to be vulnerable right. and share with you as their parent what they're struggling with, right. um, even when that's awkward, right? And to be able to have conversations about, because it's not just, you know, adult stuff. It's also the, the predators and some of the, the things mm -hmm. um, that they need to be aware of and, and, and that as well. And so maintaining that heart connection gives you that ability to really yeah. keep those lines of conversation open, which is extremely important. But right. just because you can't control all the variables doesn't mean that it's not worth controlling the variables that you can. Yeah, because absolutely. Because if you can reduce the um, easy access to things right. from 24-7, which maybe is the case in your home right now, to occasionally, um, you know, on free Wi-Fi or something like that, or with a filter, you know, some of these other things where it's really difficult, yeah. um, it's setting your kids up for a lot better win. Yeah, exactly. It just, it makes it, it makes it where it's behind a fence and it really... Like so, sometimes, you know, it's like the ice cream analogy. It's like a lot of us have a hard time when ice cream is sitting in our freezer versus like having to go down to Walmart at like 1130 at night and going, get it going, walking all the way to the back freezer, getting it out, you know, like, like it, it, it is making it inconvenient which doesn't change the heart thing but using it, your natural yeah. laziness to your benefit <laughs> exactly and um I, I would also just uh kind of in in summation is like uh what what i've seen is in general you you want to watch out for boys generally what they're watching 
And then girls, like social media tends to, they compare themselves. It's just, most of my reading and stuff, it's just so much more destructive for girls. So I, I would really think about like their social media profile and when they get that and how they get that and monitor that stuff really closely because there is lots of just, you know, undercurrent jabbing and stuff mm-hmm. that can really be damaging to mm-hmm. to young ladies. And then boys is just, you know, like guys will, will watch things because we get visually interested and it'll take us in bad paths. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing that uh, one of the stats I read about YouTube was that, you know, YouTube says its content is 13 plus, but a lot of our kids spend a lot of time on YouTube at a lot younger ages than that. And then even for 13 plus, um, there is a lot of mature content on YouTube that either doesn't get flagged or that just is is on there. And so don't think your kid's safe just because they're on YouTube, right? Yeah. And that's where sometimes, um, you know, number one, the heart connection, but then sometimes knowing especially depending on the age of your kids having um, devices or things in public places of the house yeah that's a huge one yeah that's a, that's just a really good tip is like if the if you're connected in the internet like probably your bedroom with the door shut is is not that wise yeah we have when, when our kids access the internet for homework or school it's right in the middle of the kitchen right and so you have that of course you know you put on your safe search it and all that, but know that that's not going to necessarily right. do the trick, but still that's good. Those are good steps to take. And then just having it in a high traffic area takes out one of the variables. Um, yeah, exactly. And like j- just simple things like that can make, I think a huge difference. And I just think, I think it's, it's hard because like when you make it convenient, it's hardly ever secure and it's hardly ever kind of what you want it to be. So sometimes it's just like, okay, so we're going to have a month or two of this awkward time with our tech. And then you can kind of set a new normal. And they'll probably be like, if they're used to unfettered access and no time restrictions, like it's not going to be a popular <laughs> popular thing in your home. Yeah. But like you might be thanked one day and 15 years from now because it's yeah. like, well, okay, I see where some of my buddies are struggling now. And I'm glad that you did these things. So, cool. All right. Um, also, know your kids are communicating on game consoles and yeah. all these things. It's Yeah, like Xbox kind of Live, thing. and they're talking and chatting and stuff on there. But you can set up, like, again, you can set up parental accounts. You, you should. Can you do that so you, you filter who they're talking to? Um, you can whitelist. It depends. Some of it depends on the game, so you yeah. kind of have to know. And, I mean, the... I have I've never heard more young people use dirtier language in my entire life than the few times that I've been on Xbox Live. So the cul- the culture is is yeah. is definitely that of of I don't know to make a, a sailor blush I would say. Okay. Because it's not that it's bad, and I actually don't think it's just like. You can make it to where they can only chat with friends and stuff like that, but yeah. just realize, I mean, it's 13-year-old boys talking without yeah. their parents watching. What do you, I mean, like, I, I think it's the least surprising news in some ways, you know. Yeah. Yep. All right, so just to recap real quick, a couple of the things we talked about, screen time or the Android equivalent, which um, you can just Google... Android equivalent of screen time. It's different depending on the device, but they have either apps you can download, Mm -hmm. uh, ones that are built in, if you have a Mm -hmm. Samsung or one from Google, you know, or LG or whatever. So screen time will just help you get a handle on how much you are actually using your tech. 
um, which might be very eye-opening for you. Uh, it might help you get a handle on it. Um, Built-in parental controls. Look for those on all your kids' tablets, phones. Um, anything game, that's internet connected. Anything that's internet connected. So, and again, um, filters. Things like Covenant Eyes in that packet at church. We had a 60-day free trial to that. Um, that's useful for when your kids are taking devices off your network and onto the school network or wherever uh, they're going to be, right? Um, that's going to be useful there. Or when they're on cellular data, yep. if they have access to that. But again, you can control all that in parental controls. Right. And then some of the advanced tools are things like routers, um, which John would say probably isn't in advance. He would say that's probably the, the place to start. Yep. Um, but a good expensive router, like a Synology router, and again, you can email jon at lifegj.org if you've got any questions. And that's the main thing. And the, the main thing to remember is that it's a heart issue. Keep those heart connections open with your family and keep seeking God and encouraging your kids to pursue God with all their heart and understand that um, they sin, they stumble, they fall. Um, and your job as a parent, this is for parents, or your job as a spouse or whatever is to come alongside and help um, encourage with grace and the Father's love. Anything else, John? No, that's it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed this and hope it was a little bit shorter than the last one. Oh, we did that. We did it. All, All right. right. So All right. we'll catch you later.